Yeah, go ahead. Now's a good time. Who are you talking about? No, that was my Roomba again. All righty. We are officially live. Jacob V. Weekly. Uh, tactically, I believe. Officially, episode 19. Um, numbers get kind of skewed. We had an incident with a, with file format for a minute and, and so forth. But, uh, yes, our, our big 20th episode is next week. And we, um, we had a bonus episode this week with my baby brother on Monday. If you haven't checked that out. Um, it was a lot of fun. The live stream video is still up. And then of course the audio of the podcast is out. And Joe is here reunited. Look at him. There he is. Hey. Hey, Joe. Yeah, really, really get your mouth there, on that sucker. Yeah, it's a lot better. Really good. I miss this mic. Yeah, Richard, it's a good mic. Yeah, Richard, go ahead and stay a while. Go ahead and adjust it so you don't have to hunch over. Richard Pettit says late, question mark. Oh, yeah, we were late, Rich. I'm sorry. Is it past your bedtime? My bad. I had to make sure that everything was in order. It's a gorilla production down here. Woo. Woo. So, me and Joe have a lot of things in the works. We were late because we were working on a couple of uh, things. Uh, we definitely want to start having musical acts down here, like Wayne's World, where like we have people crunch in and uh, perform for the show. It's really the best way to promote uh, my friend's music is to invite them onto the show and have a, uh, a performance of their work that is... Uh, not going to get flagged by anything, right? I can't just play my friends' recordings of their own music on the show because if they have that distributed anywhere, it'll get flagged. So we'll have live performances that we record down here because I kind of have all that equipment anyway, right? I did the music thing before the podcast thing. So um, we talked to a couple bands. I'm not going to say any names yet because we don't know how long it's going to take us to get them all scheduled in the same place. But as soon as next week, we should have our first... Um, musical guests so i'm really excited about that joe are you with me tonight yes sorry <laughs> i'm uh, um, looking at the, looking at the thing here. so we want to brainstorm in the chat in the comments later any and all uh uh performers you would want us to get on uh the show here locally in the st louis kind of area i guess anyone could send uh a video in and we could stream that but it would have to be exclusive to our platform though for us not to get flagged so you know oh my god i'm so glad i wrote this down mcdonald's is back on the chicken sandwich grind joe have you been keeping up with this no what's going on joe i'm looking it up you're looking it up chicken sandwich they uh mcdonald's oh yeah baby they decided that like alfred that the world was not done with the chicken sandwich war of 2019 and they've uh, released their own um sort of chicken sandwich stylized in that way it's a different fried chicken patty than the fried chicken it's like a breast meat um it's like a different fried chicken piece than than the mcchicken so it's not it's not just a big nugget pickles sauce i had two of the spicy ones wait you, you already tried it oh yeah it's brand new <laughs> And hot off the press. Um, I think the spicy one's too spicy. I felt like this about the nuggets, the spicy nuggets with the mighty hot sauce. I love spicy food. Uh, I don't 
love it quite as much as my wife does. I mean, she's better at it than I am, but spicy stuff. But it's uh, kind of distractingly spicy when you have two of them back to back, kind of in a feverish rush. It's not spicy enough. No, no, it's it's almost like just it's too spicy. Oh. And I don't mean that like in a good whole mouth burn sweat experience kind of spicy. I mean that in kind of like a distracting, almost oh. artificial kind of. Uh, uh, but it's not something that would keep me from doing it again. I just would probably not do two of the spicy back-to-back in kind of a panic. Um, really good bun. I saw a TikTok already of the bun going through the process. It's a nice toasted bun. Uh, the sauce is great. The sauce may be the source of the artificial spiciness, but it's uh, uh, pickles are great. Um, it wasn't weird or anything, and I was at a questionable location. And they already had it ready to go. I was convinced I'd never be able to get one. It would always be we're out of it, <laughs> right. or you got to pull up for thirty minutes. <laughs> they they give you some sass when you order it. No, they were really cool about it, but it's oh, totally changed the menu. So I audibly, when I pulled up, I went, "What?" Because it's um, it's like a four A, four B, or four C. It's like four different. It's three different versions of the chicken sandwich, and then they have the same thing with one of the burgers now, where it's like two A, two B, two C. Anyway, that's your big McDonald's update. We also need to address the science of the McDonald's Diet Coke. Me and my wife were talking about this. She really looked into it for me. It's not just one thing they do to make their Diet Coke superior. I listed some of these things here. It may or may not involve an exclusive version of the flavor syrup. That's the easy guesses. Oh, the formula is just different. Um, I don't think that makes as much sense as the other stuff. Did I just hear my doorbell? Yeah. That's the Jimmy John's. Joe, you're going to want to have to go get my Jimmy John's in a minute. I'm at my wife leave at the top of the steps. Don't worry. I'll wait. I'll let her know. What was I saying? Brooke Haverstick says, fresh rain, wink. Oh, yeah. Brooke and I are in a uh, a cover band called Fresh Rain that does like casinos and parties and airports and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, airports? love Brooke. What? Airports? We did like an airport hotel once. It was awful. It was, I mean, it was a great gig. It was just a funny space to be in. To be, uh, airports are not nice places. What were you talking about? The Diet Coke. Joe. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, I mean, I, I, <coughs> I know that the straw thing, and then they also. Okay. The yes. This is what I, that's what I told you. So, I mean, it's, it, even if it, let's just say it's not a secret formula from Coca-Cola, who I think owns McDonald's. Let's just say it's not that. What they definitely do that's verifiable is they use more of the flavor syrup. And they can get away with that because they use a patented CO2 system that makes hypercarbonated carbonated water for the soda effect, right? And that you see that when they're mixing the syrup and the soda together in the fountain as it's pouring. You see that happening. It's more of the syrup. Saccharin. Great. Yeah. And it's a like hypercarbonated version of soda water. Right. Right. That they use with that that's that system. You see those weird green pump jacks on the outside. I think that's what those are for. And they also, like you mentioned, Joe, they use the wide mouth straw. This is a wider straw, which heightens the mouthfeel. So you're feeling more of that syrup and also the intensity of that more carbonated uh, soda product, right, on the on the palate and uh, of the mouth. You know what I mean? No? Yeah. 
What'd you put in here? I just put a little a little tidbit about it. Oh, it still contains like sweet and low. Whereas almost all other Diet Coke formulas switch to 100% aspartame. Oh, now that's also fucking interesting in the late 80s. So Diet Coke, you get in a bottle, totally is aspartame. But you're saying it's sweet and low. Yeah, which is like... An artificial sweetener like that's different first, from aspartame. Yeah, it was like the first, so it's a little bit... Holy shit. Yeah. And? Are you, you texting about that? Are you writing that down in your notes? Yeah, I'm just writing all that down in my secret pocket formula about the Diet Coke. But I am mad at McDonald's because apparently, and I haven't found this available, there's a limited hoodie to accompany the new chicken sandwich that says crispy, juicy, tender. Oh, my God. I just broke this. I'm fine. No, I got Let me get it. I got it. What are you doing over there? Who gets that ringtone? What is it? Oh, it just came off. You said. Yeah, don't worry. I got it. You, do you want me to do it? No, no, no. I can do it. I just want you to talk to my audience while I do okay. it. Okay. Well. Never mind. I figured it out. I'm back, everybody. <laughs> Thank God. If I had been drinking out of the toilet, I could have been killed. <sighs> the soda is also fresher, according to the New York Times. The material, so they use a stainless steel tank. And that keeps the soda fresher, and your tongue can taste the difference. So oh, it's yeah. fresher than oh, yeah. plastic they keep it in. Yeah, I'm tasting the difference right now. Yeah, and I think I think also generally anything on tap is better because it the the formula mixes properly as it's because it, it's kind of. I mean, being, the fountain, just any fountain, is of course going to be better. In my opinion, now sometimes with certain. No, beers, no, no. I, yeah, and that's I mean, that's totally why people that can't explain that kind of frustrate me. But I'm never going to argue that that's wrong. That's absolutely the case. Yeah, the mouthfeel is better. Um, yeah, and I can kind of get down with canned diet coke if I'm going to pour it over ice, but it's never beating. Yeah. The, uh, the fountain experience, it's, even it's, at a non-McDonald's place, some places their shit is fucked up and it tastes weird. Yeah, I mean it, it's. But even like a real. Polar Pop or something from like a Circle K. Yeah. yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. I got this lovely candle. It's a fig-scented candle by Diptyque. Yeah, talk about the candle. Diptyque Paris. You have to burn it for two hours the first time to really make sure that the top coating settles the right way so the wax doesn't run down the wick and they want you to trim your wick they, you, they want you to keep it at three millimeters Joe did I show you the uh, the pictures of uh, I don't know who to call this this young woman this girl I know who I'm friends with on Facebook um, nice lady uh, she was at some kind of a spa there's this spa where they bury you in dirt that is 60 degrees Celsius, which is about 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's hot, warm dirt. I really wanted to do it for the show. I was going to just book it. I was just going to make you film me doing it. But uh, it turns out she is married to uh, an army guy. And uh, they're in uh, a military dude. I don't know. I don't want to say he's which branch because I don't know. Is it a mud bath? No, that's the thing. It's like a mud bath, I think, sure. in effect. But it's hot dry dirt and uh but they live in south korea so 
If Lion's Choice comes through with that big, beefy bag of money, we can fly to South Korea and get buried up to our necks in hot dirt. Yeah, that just feels like... Joe! Oh. <laughs> I'm sitting here complaining about how hungry I am, and we had an opening segment. We buried the lead! <laughs> we buried the lead. Good thing we haven't lost anybody yet. Your girlfriend... <laughs> totally created a perfect opening for the show, and we almost blew it, everybody. So Samantha was so sweet. You want me to play the video? No, no. Okay. My phone's dead. Anyway. Did she want me to play the video? No, I didn't want to put dead. her on blast. No, it's okay. I have it on my phone. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Um, but her and Joe this afternoon had a lovely little outing, and they went to Daylight Donuts here in, uh, what was that, Chesterfield? Yeah, that was uh, in Chesterfield. And she wanted me to try the donuts yeah. and talk about them on the show. So I've I've not eaten this donut for two hours. Which one did she want me to start with? She wanted you to, I think, start with the glazed one. You just picked up the this one? cinnamon roll. No, the other one. The other one. They both have glaze on them. Yes. You know how hard it is for me to not take this perfect bite? They eat the perfect bite. That's perfect. It's like a cinnamony mm. kind of deal. Whoa. I love how pretty that one is. That one's like a glass sculpture. Yeah, really, it looks like a pine cone. Yeah, it's called the pine cone. Is it really? Yeah. I really like it. I mean, it. that's beautiful. That's a beautiful donut. Very delicious. This thing is, is this one of the ones they invented today? They invented it, yeah, recently. So Joe really likes about this place, Daylight Donuts, who is not a sponsor. <laughs> that they let the, the people that work there design a small batch of their own original donut. And today, this kid, Spencer, what was his name? Uh, his name was Cole. Cole? So Spencer at, at Daylight Donuts, what is this? This is an apple. It's like a, it's like a malt apple cinnamon. Think about that one. Mm. What notes are you getting? What are the notes? There's a good maple. Yeah. Like a maple. Maple in there? I'm not sure. I don't know what's in it. That you said that whole thing. I can't believe you said that whole thing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so great. You're give me a napkin. Have you ever have a bunch of 15 year old kids that don't know if they like you or not? Do that in front of them. I was teaching a ninth or tenth grade one time, and a kid had some zebra cakes, and he said, "Mr. V, do you want a zebra cake?" And I said, "Well, I don't want to take a whole one. I don't need both of them because they come in a in a pack of two. And he said, "Oh, well, I'll give I'll split this other one in half, and I'll split it with my two friends or whatever. I'm sure he said it just like that. Well, sir, I want, perchance I have two fellows here. I could split the cake amongst them. Um, I'm sure that's how he spoke. And uh, and so I said, okay, I'll just have one then. Thank you, baby. Mm, mm, mm. And there's more donut here. I still got pine cone, girl. Mm, mm. Anyway, and I took the zebra cake right in front of him. And I put the whole thing in my mouth all at once. And the whole class just uh, erupted in disbelief. They thought I was going to die. 
I like that you gave him like a Victorian like. <laughs> That's how he talks. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he had a, like a full beard in ninth grade, and he looked like you know he had a really nice wavy hair, and he looked like he owned wow. like a fancy car wash. Like he was a really cool <laughs> dude. I don't remember his name. He was a really cool kid. And then I worked at a different school where um, uh, we had this tug of war with the eighth graders or something. And, you know, uh, they put the big fat guy in the back. <laughs> and then they had the guy that had the busted knee that couldn't participate. They had him feed me a donut <laughs> while I was anchoring the tug of war. <laughs> But nobody had warned me, so because of course I would have said, "Absolutely, that's hilarious, and I love donuts. Let's do it." And of course, this was pre-COVID, so I didn't even think about how gross that was. That this yeah, grown right. man in a uh. gymnasium was putting his hands all over a donut, then directly into my mouth. But I really almost suffocated because I was really engaging my core, anchoring this tug. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they fill me with donut. I could have died. You know how traumatic that would have been for that full gymnasium full of children. <laughs> Yeah, that was the worst. This has like a sour cream note. Really? Or like a cream cheese note. Oh, that's cool. In a very nice way. Like a, yeah, like they have the, the cream cheese. Uh, and it eats like monkey bread because you can pull it apart. Oh, okay. So it's, is it And still, the cinnamon is nice. Is it still fluffy? Oh, my God. Or is God. it too hard? Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. I mean, it seems like a thick layer of glaze on the outside. Yeah. What I really like about but that. the inside is very is very um, velvety. Look at this. I mean, look, look, y'all. Wow. Body of <laughs> body. That's the, that's daylight. It, if it's the body of Christ, that's like the Burger King Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah, Burger Burger Christ. Um, but what I really like about that place is that they don't do anything else besides the donuts and the coffee. So they're not like. You know, once they start adding sandwiches on, everything kind of goes off the rails because once somebody figures you know, out they can get a sandwich. When gets... I really decided that I loved my wife was um, Stranger Donuts did a collaboration with Lion's Choice. But I had. What? Yeah. What? But I had. We lived in Kirkwood at the time where there was a Stranger Stranger Thing, Stranger Donut, Strange Donuts, yeah, Stranger right. Things of Donuts. Yeah. That donut was Things. Their second location. And the Kirkwood store had what they called The Stranger, which they start on Thursday nights, where they have some kind of a weird collaboration funky donut they do in the evening. So cool. I don't know if they still do that. But they did basically a Lion's Choice roast beef sandwich on uh, oh, a, like a Long John cake donut. Uh. And it was delicious. It was good? And I, Yeah, I sent my wife to get a couple of them. We weren't married yet or anything, but I sent my wife to get a couple of them. I had parent-teacher conferences, so I couldn't be there. And not only did she agree to do it, and she did it successfully, but she bought one of the long-sleeve commemorative Lion's Choice Donut t-shirts. Oh, wow. And uh, she wore it for years. I, I'm sure she still has it, but um, that's funny because I, I totally forgot about that until we were just talking about donuts, that's and so I mentioned Lion's Choice, not a sponsor. You notice I got my red vest on. Yeah. So nice I'm just trying to send them the signals. I haven't reached out to them directly. <laughs> I really want, I wish they would. What do they have to I'm lose? I'm a little upset. Yeah, I'm well, a little <laughs> upset that nobody that listens to this show has said anything to anybody at Lion's Choice that has then gotten back to me, but that's putting a lot of pressure on the audience. That's that asking them to do my job. Literally, I think. It's probably my job. To, God forbid Joe reach out to Lion's Choice. 
I mean, I just I don't want to represent us in a bad way. I don't want to mess it up. That's because, true. You have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, I would just be like, Jacob V Weekly is very interested in possibly providing you with. Uh, Made your cat stay. Very excited about. He's excited about the wrapper. Yeah. Samantha, how would I rate those donuts? Very, very high. I um was a little scared of the maple at first and the one donut, but once I identified it, I really loved it. It was just a curiosity that frightened me. Not to the point where I wouldn't want to eat the donut. I almost would have balanced that with more of the cinnamon. But that's a first draft of an improvised new fresh donut, of which there's only a few ever to be made ever. And so that being said, it was really good. The apple pie filling was not in any way artificial or gelatinous or gross. The pine cone donut is absolutely craveable. I could eat that any day of the week. I Seriously, that could replace my daily. Um, oh, the fat little Debbie. My, that could replace my fat little Debbie. It's a similar <laughs> vibe. It, it, it scratches a similar itch. Um, that could, the pine cone from Daylight Donuts could be my new fat little Debbie. I love that. Cross that off the list. Oh, my other ambition, and I'm thinking this may be the move to get us onto Patreon. This is, and hear me out. <clears throat> when we eventually have the following to where we can move parts of the show or any aspect of our operation behind a paywall, I really want to deliver in a way that's um, uh, exciting and compelling. And so one of the ideas I had was to start a reality show focused around a bakery that I'll start with my in-laws. All right. Uh, this is slowly looking like that dinosaur TV special. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> he watches Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and a lot of the time it's just Scott Disick talking to Kris Jenner about their family drama. The people that actually make all the money and draw all the attention to the show aren't even on it half the time. It's like a Marilyn Monroe movie. Did you ever actually watch a Marilyn Monroe movie? Yeah, she like yeah, she's gone most of the time. She doesn't even she hardly needs to be in it. Like um, I'm thinking of some like it hot. I think was one where yeah, it's really about those two comedians who dress up like women. Can you move that mic closer to your face so it's permanently there more often? Sorry. No, you're doing great. It's it's. I have to be pretty close. This is kind of yeah. different. I don't know why. Well, it's you just haven't moved the mic stand at all, really. Okay. Like will, you could make it higher. Be in your face. We just lost my mom. I know my mom just quit listening because we talked about microphones. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear. It's everyone's least favorite part. But in Some Like It Hot, it's really a comedy starring these two comedians that were obviously very serious about their role in in comedic uh, acting on film or whatever. But the whole movie was like presented as a Marilyn Monroe starring like thing, but she's in the movie for like 17 minutes. So this is bring this back to what you were saying though. You're talking about your idea for Oh yeah yeah yeah. So okay, yeah, exactly. So I I feel like my connection to my in-laws is um my relationship with my wife and her siblings cuz you know we're all pretty close and they're like my, you know, uh family at this point or whatever, but I feel like the reality show that we do for Patreon will be mostly like the the relationship that the Kardashians have with their shows that the girls aren't really on all that much as, as much as it's uh shenanigans with uh with the Kardashians that aren't busy that day you know what I mean like you especially when there's something good going on you never see the ones that are really got stuff going on and then they fight with the old one 
Right. She never, she's never <laughs> wants to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's literally your only job. Right. I don't get it. <laughs> I'd love that. But um, so it's going to be a lot like that. But I'll be the crazy guy that married into the family. Um, I need a confessional camera booth where they can go to complain about me. And I'll come in with that like peak 2005 reality TV rhetoric. Like when he said, get daddy the egg beaters, I just want to point out that little boy is not my daddy. I just want to make that very clear right now. You know what I mean? And then it's just me t- screaming at the camera. And then she said, you don't know the first thing about meringue. And I said, bitch, I can whip up a meringue. I don't need you. You know what I mean? We can just fight. And, and then it'll mostly be my wife and her father and her brothers hiding and then um, my mother-in-law and I uh, screaming. But I think we, one, make some really beautiful pastries because she's very talented. Uh, and I think we'd all develop a great sense of purpose and belonging. And we just need like 150 grand for the space and the equipment and the cameras. Um, and in the grand scheme of reality shows, that's got to be pretty cheap, right? I mean, and then, you know, butter. I mean, she uses butter, honey. Um, I think like 40 pounds of butter went into my wedding cake. Or maybe that was my dad's birthday cake. I don't think I got a slice of your wedding cake. God, it was delicious. You have it. I got some upstairs in the freezer still, I think. I'm going to try it. It was still good a year later. It was so delicious. Oh, you had it. Oh, oh, yeah. We cracked it open and ate it. I'm like, there's (laughs) no. It's taking up all this room away from my chicken nuggets. I'm not going to not eat it. Was there even a special occasion? It was the. No, you do it on the anniversary. Okay, right. Right. That's the tradition. Um, That's your people's tradition. I can really imagine your father-in-law, though, being the one who it's it's him talking to your uh, wife a lot of the time about. Oh, the like if they do the confessional together. Well, that's if it's like, the two of them on the couch and like, yeah, just right. Sometimes Jake is a lot, <laughs> and then it's like a cut scene of me being like, woo, <laughs> right. with the with like I'm throwing I'm throwing powdered sugar in the air. <laughs> Like, I don't care. I just want to sell cookies. <laughs> right? I'm throwing. I'm Hoodies. Th- and guys, this is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And then it's it's really like a quarter of the storefront is bakery and the rest is my hoodies. <laughs> right. That no one's even seen yet. <laughs> right. Uh. So that's what I want to do. If we ever get to the point where we can move an aspect of the operation behind a paywall, that money will go directly <laughs> to a reality show where I start a very real business with my in-laws. I force them into this situation, and then I make it all about me, and it hijinks ensue. Um, that's what I'd like to do if we finally make the jump to Patreon. My mother-in-law is a huge supporter of the show, and she um, keeps suggesting that we should do something for Patreon, and so I'm thinking, what would be better than a family bakery with four high-definition Sony cameras? What do you? What that. could you possibly be reading? Do me a favor and don't read on the show. Sorry, I was reading about Tiger. Oh my God! I'm so glad you brought this up. I don't think I put this in the notes. <laughs> oh no, you got to talk. Listen, about it. I'm going to cut the Valentine's Day sushi debacle from the list because it's not over, and I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Okay. Um, okay. just on Valentine's Day, I, I ordered some sushi. I got the wrong order. Uh, it's an open investigation. I'm gonna freak the fuck out. All right. Um, Tiger Woods yesterday. Big car accident. Today, uh, we get a little more information. It was just his car involved. And um, I think his leg is broken or both of his legs are broken. I think. think, um, I'm not clicking on this link. I'm going to. 
uh, significant leg injuries uh, in one vehicle crash. So yes, it's, it's legs. But I'm, Samantha told me it was something like his hands too. But that would be hands and legs. Let me look. Hips, shoulders, knees, and toes. Um. Great. So, um, what I thought was crazy, and Joe, I texted you this before the show, is all the news I've heard about it today is not, oh, he's going to be okay, or here's what the situation was. It's, oh, yeah, we're not going to charge him with any crimes. That was the headline today is, yeah, so we've determined that we're going to investigate this strictly as an accident. Which reminded me, didn't just a couple weeks ago... Bruce Springsteen did a shot of tequila in the park in front of a cop, got on his motorcycle, and was probably under the legal limit from what I remember from the story. But the whole thing there was uh, he just did one shot on a buddy on his motorcycle and just the boss leave him alone. Like it was all like it was blown out of proportion because the cop was mad. Well, and they they dropped the charges and it's really frustrating. And so it's really hardly even a story. Yeah. And then the Tiger Woods thing is oh my god, thank God he's all right. Just so you know, black guy crashes his own car. We're not going to charge him with a crime, though, even though he's hurt no one but himself, and there was no sign. They even said, the sheriff said, there were no signs of intoxication or inebriation or any foul play. He was by himself. It was early in the morning. But the big news story, the second day, is... Uh, he didn't have a gun. He did, you don't worry, guys. He wasn't all coked up. <laughs> it's almost like they're patting themselves on the back for not... Like, for not putting their knee on him you know like they're just like hey but you know what we did we didn't charge him with anything so yeah <laughs> guys good news uh tiger's still alive and as of right now um he's not on trial for murder <laughs> right. we just wanted to keep the posted there were no bodies in the car he wasn't smuggling drugs so i guess um i guess it's good that he's okay i just thought it was kind of messed up that that was the Coming at him like that. Texas is still fucked up by the blizzard, B. Dude, one of your cats just took a shit, man. Where? And somewhere. Maybe on me. But on it smells you? like it's on me. I can smell it from right here. Again with this. Sorry. Here, sorry. here, hold on. Do you want me to shoot him? Yeah, I I if you shot him on the show, I think that would be our best episode. That would be <laughs> Those sorry. are my cats, Joe. I'm sorry. Um You're obviously not a bowler. Don Don M. Vidimchik says, Did you hear that Krispy Kreme can't carry long johns anymore? This It's not socially acceptable. I, I don't know what the socially It's because is. they... I don't want to know what that means. Oh. Oh, she was making a joke. Can't carry long johns because they're called long johns? Oh, she thinks it was political correctness. Is it like... Is that racist? Look up if long johns are racist while I move forward with the show. If you can... If you can if you could persist through the cat shit. It's pretty bad. I don't know where it is. It's got to be in there. In there. Well, it's going to it's so it's telling me now that Long John Silvers is that racist, which I'm not. So obviously the term is the problem. So just look up if the term Long John is racist. Okay. And then quit saying it cuz I just said it like 9 times in a row. And if it is racist, I don't want to be on record having said it 9 times in a row. Texas, yes. So my pedal board is still in Texas. Meanwhile, all the snakes are frozen. Did you see the frozen snakes on uh, TikTok? 
Frozen snakes. In Texas, it got so cold, and it had never been that cold there it before. Froze the snakes. There were snakes that were frozen solid. Now, some of those snakes, I think, when they thaw, they'll crawl off again and be fine, but maybe not. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been frozen solid, to my knowledge. It's a long John comes from an African American work song. Yeesh. Yeah. The term does? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like the Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben thing. It's like, let's just go ahead and kind of push that off and kind of quit using those terms because they are they come from a place that's we're long disconnected from. They could call him St. Richard's Fourth or something. That's weird. That's a weird choice. But aren't they changing um, Aunt Jemima to, like, Pearl Flour Milling Company or something? What? Yeah, look this up. Aunt Jemima is now, it's just called the Pearl Milling Company, which is the company, I guess, that has always made Aunt Jemima pancake flour. I don't know. Pearl Milling Company. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, that's... What is it? It's called the Pearl Milling Company. And it is? It has new name, same great taste, yep. not racist. Mm-hmm. So it's same not the same. great taste, slightly less racist. What I liked about it was tasting the racism, because that was the little taste I could get in the morning. Yeah, when you when you need a hit, <laughs> when you need a racist hit of gluten. Uh, so that's all happening. The snakes are frozen. Uh, pancakes are different. Turtles are frozen. We're not saying long johns anymore. What are they? They're just calling long donuts. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Kind of weak. And we call them, I'm sure there's another, they'll take a name from something else. I'm sure there's a place that called them like a, oh, that's a, that's a Schmitzky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll make it sound like a Jewish. That's a, uh, just like from the, from some diner or something like, they call that the over under. I don't know. I mean, they'll (laughs) they'll make up something. They'll be like, well, actually at the very first Krispy Kreme donut, we didn't call them Long Johns. We called them <laughs> whatever the word is. They'll and we they'll make them one. Richard Nixon's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's been long enough now. We feel like we, you know, we got over the Nixon thing. We can bring it back. We've had, yeah. you know, worse criminals in office by now. <laughs> that you know, if we call a donut the Nixon, it's cute. It's not like gross anymore. For a while, it was awkward. So we called them Long Johns. Now you're mad about that. So we'll go back to calling them Nixons. I don't know with Long Johns <laughs> or Nixons. I just I just don't think the Adolf Kruler is coming back. I don't think that one. I don't think we're ready for that one yet. But I think, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of problematic names for breakfast uh, treats. The pine cone. If they try to cancel the pine cone from Daylight Donuts, Native American, probably some sort of offense. What? I bet if that was the pine they, cone. If they cancel it, that's probably one. The pine cone's a vegetable, not a people. Look, now you got to look it up. You know you're my fucking Google guy. What did I say when I told you I wanted to start this podcast? I said, I need you to be my laptop guy. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm over here with five monitors and a headache. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's all wait. Should I bring the music back up? The cone is an organ on plants in the division of conifers. You don't have to read the Latin names. Um, Yeah. uh, Anyway, let's, let's keep going. I asked you a question. What what was it? I don't remember. Right. Is the pine cone going to get it's canceled? Not racist. No, it's not racist. So don't say Long John anymore. Okay, we can't. No Long We're, we're going to call them Nixons. <laughs> Everybody start that. <laughs> Long John is racist, which I'm totally okay with. If that's really, if it comes from someplace that it's not supposed to be used on a donut, I don't want to use it. Don <clears> says Long Jakes. Bah ha ha ha. Call them Long Jakes. Call them Pudgy Jakes. Call them whatever you want. It could be any shape you want. I mean, Jake with some splooge in the middle. 
No, no, no. That's a different donut. That's a Boston cream. It can they can keep the Boston cream. Uh she said, like the word Long John politically correct per your father. I guess your father said that. Maybe anyway. maybe we should call it a slender Jonathan. Don Don can get her own show, I think. Is she is she tearing it up over there? She is. She actually is. She's she's killing the yeah, I just asked you to monitor the chat. I didn't ask I you to fight with my stepmom. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good <laughs> God. Woo! If you wanna if you wanna give a man a fish I don't know if my wife ever left my Jimmy John's. You must not have. What are you looking at over there now? It better be about pearl milling pancakes. I was apologizing to Don if I came off too strong. With the- are you shitting me? I'm sorry. I hate everything. I know. I'm sorry. Speaking of things I hate, did you see this petition on Facebook? No. What? Uh, this this asshole named Matt. Uh, Create a Kirkwood School District parents call to action on one of those go. I think it's a GoFundMe, and here, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because it's this is exactly the kind of energy that we get in our face all the time when people are like, "Hey, can we get teachers vaccinated before we fill the buildings with children?" And oh, then they so come excited. with, and then they scream at us with, uh, "Figure it out! <laughs> Figure it out! You're getting money <laughs> for your job, and you need to watch my kids. <laughs> Figure it out!" So this is more of that. So Matt wrote in his GoFundMe for uh, the Kirkwood School District's Parents Call to Action, and this came up in my social media because that's where I went to school. Uh, He said, we all want the choice to have our kids back in school full time, but haven't gotten the response we feel we deserve from the Kirkwood School District to date. Please continue the emails, phone calls, and in-person meetings. But in addition, we feel it is necessary to move on to make ourselves more visible to the community as a whole, and we need your help. We are asking for your contributions to pay for print advertising, signage, etc. No amount is too small. We appreciate all the assistance from each of you in helping to get all of our students that choose to be in school full time back as soon as possible. And then it also explains that any money that it's, uh, exceeds the $3,000 they want for signage, because that's what this is. It's not a petition. I, I misspoke, really, because it feels like that, but it's actually a GoFundMe to raise money for signage saying, let me dump my kids on your campus for 10 hours a day, viruses be damned, which I totally get the appeal. And I want someone to get mad because I'd love to talk about uh, the complexity of this issue. <laughs> it's so, well, this is something I learned today. So in when the internet dies uh, in classrooms, all of, the other, all of the other classrooms have to stop because they can't have kids learning uh, who can't learn online and kids in the classroom learning online because that's just who told you that uh, Samantha who's a teacher oh that's that's how her school experience is, is that's how they're doing it which I'm just like what the fuck yeah. I mean anytime there's a blip just like everybody stop you know that's um, crazy that is that's not how I would handle that problem because the internet goes out all the fucking time right. even, even at good schools yeah. Oh, exactly. I'm just like that is such a sensitive thing to, to rely on. I mean that that's awful. Well, because that's the hardest thing too. It's like you're gonna stop and then we're not doing anything. That sounds like chaos. Well, and also, so this is something I learned. My buddy who works for the companies that do 5G and everything, he said that the companies that do 5G and look, everything. Can I just? I I know. It's but bad. so you're saying he builds towers. He works at the companies that, that – it's a very complicated job that I don't understand. But Okay, so your friend has a job. That's your story? 
Yeah, so he said that right now they're working on um, they're working on uh, new new updates to their to their towers that allow for uh, law enforcement people in emergencies to get priority uh, 5G, right? So the people that really during times of you know chaos and emergency times of trouble, yeah, they get the the emergency services get five get uh, the priority 5G, which I'm just like. Why wouldn't the schools get the priority 5G all the time until, you know what I mean? And I think that's the way they should set that up. I don't think that's how that works. We should. I don't think we're we using 5G on. at school. I don't know. Is there we're a difference using, between Wi-Fi? I mean, we're, no, we have like, they have like massive like Charter and AT&T accounts. Yeah. Like it's not 5G. So five G. But no, I agree. Firemen, Wi-Fi. firemen don't need cell signal more <laughs> than kids need to watch a YouTube video that's a TED talk from two thousand and eight. <laughs> yeah, right. I I'm agree. Sorry. No, I'm fuck sorry. a no, fuck a fireman. I get yeah, it. <laughs> I get it. I hope that they get put on hold. <laughs> it's not. No. It's no. Not. I hope. I hope Come my on. house <laughs> has an emergency. And I get held up. I get put on hold by the operator because we're waiting for someone to watch Boz Lerman's <laughs> Romeo and Juliet because they're hung over one day <laughs> teaching eighth grade comp and lit. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. No, you do not want to teach hungover. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. That sounds more like. I mean, it, yeah. I'd rather work in a factory hungover. Well, I, and I don't drink. Clean and serene. So I don't know what I don't know what you're insinuating. Um, I mean, I'm just saying that you're an English teacher and you're talking about a very specific situation. No, you're right. That was an awfully specific example. That's kind of my <laughs> sense of humor. I'm just wondering how much worse this teacher shortage is going to get as this COVID thing kind of continues. Because now they're talking about strands of the virus that are resistant to the vaccines that we can't even get yet anyway. I'm kind of excited for that one. I just want to get it to see what it's like. Yeah, you're much healthier and younger than me, so you should get it <laughs> and let me know how it is, And but do not bring it around me because I will die. Look at me. I'm sensitive. I'm falling apart as I sit right here. And then this, And then also on the table we have the student loan thing, and that was my original thing when they said, uh, a lot of teachers are are locked into this this student loan forgiveness plan where they have more student loans than they could reasonably pay off given their salary and so they enter into this uh, public service loan forgiveness where they can uh, have their student loans forgiven after a certain amount of time of making regular payments but if they forgive up to $50,000 of those like Congress was talking about for a minute who knows where that's going to go Who knows how many teachers will just pull the plug? You know what I mean? Wait, what? If they forgive a bunch of the student loans and COVID oh, yeah. is still going on, still I mean, leave. a bunch of people could be like, hey, maybe I'll go work at Whole Foods. Menards, you, uh, if you're a general manager, you get up to six figures. Don't tell me that. Just say no. Save big money. That's a high, that's a high complex operation, though, with the lumber and the whatnot. Yeah, they're... There's a lot of liability there. They got sure. two stories. Yeah. It's a beautiful store to work I at. love Menards. You're yeah. getting all that natural light. You can buy dog food. You can get a bench. 
not a sponsor. You save big money there. Yeah, you do. Schools and I are on thin, thin, dreadful ice anyway. <laughs> uh, Margot Price, one of the uh, my all-time favorite ladies of song, just tweeted a quote by another great song lady hero, Nina Simone, that said, you've got to learn to leave the table when love is no longer being served. <laughs> and it just doesn't feel like there's love at the table for 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 educators In right now. Case, it's, a it's a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, it's. Cr- I mean, everyone's miserable, and uh, and then they're you know a lot of their kids are at home, and so they have to watch their kids struggle as opposed to leaving them at school to struggle like so many of them were doing, and uh, and it's just not fair to anybody. Nobody's having a good time. It's kind of a nightmare out there. School is such a crutch for parents. I mean, it really blows my mind. I mean. It's well, and it's important. Can- That's the thing: is schools are supposed to have an essential role in, in our society, in our community, yeah. right? And good examples of them are like that. However, I always felt really lucky because I really wish my family could have stayed in the city when I was a little kid. Um, but we moved to the county because Catholic school wasn't a good fit for me, and my dad was a county guy, and his business was out where we were, so we moved out there, and it was really great because the school system really worked for. For me, and I was obviously a really weird dude, and I had a successful education, right, Um, in spite of all my quirks. Now, it also turns out that um, a lot of the people that were in charge while I was there were fucking sex criminals. At the Catholic school? What? No, 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 no. At at Kirkwood? um, That's all things that have been coming out, you know, in the past year is all these um, these stories of just, you know, uh, abuse and kind of uh, or inappropriate behavior by different people that have either worked there or formerly or still even there Were was something hot? i saw um no it's i mean beyond that it was like a widespread kind of a problem it's beyond sexy no yeah it's not it's not an exciting thing it's a uh, it's it's kind of crazy i was on the phone with a girl the other day who um you know uh, experienced some really terrible things and then there's statements coming out anonymously what? on there's it's all on facebook google kirkwood uh, alle- just type the word allegations, bro, in your Google fucking news and quit saying what to me. Allegations. And so that's all popping off. So even my education that I thought was so good for me, it turns out it was in an environment that was not good for a lot of people in close proximity to the positive experience I was having. So, you know, it's all a house of cards, brother. It's very sensitive territory out there, fam. Things are yeah. delicate. Yeah, there was a PE teacher at my school that was always slapping butts. Easy with that. Yikes. Also, yikes. Not at my high school. He was at my middle Great. school. Great. Hey, easy with the, We're not doxing. He's dead now. I'm not. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's hard. That people die, I mean. Yeah. Well, okay. This has been great. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, what I was saying about the crutch thing, though, is that I think it's one of the place, it's one of the few places that parents can leave their kids that isn't like a McDonald's play place. You can't leave your you kids know? at a McDonald's play place. <laughs> Go ahead and try to leave there. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, uh, that'd be really funny. They'll probably um, tase you on the way out. Oh, I saved a TikTok of a girl getting tased today. Pull it up. I want to see that. I don't have it handy. I'll send it to you when we're done. But, I mean, it's one of the few places that parents can, like, not be involved, and they're like, you know, I did a good thing by dropping them off there today, you know? Well, and I am not going to act like school is not a good place for for kids to be. It's just really hard to do it in a pandemic. 
right? School is obviously in person. School, when it's, especially when it's done well, is absolutely better than kids staying home. Because I mean, even even if your parents are two teachers, they don't have the energy and the resources to dedicate to um, recreating the value of of that education. I don't know. At though, home. don't you feel like? Don't you feel like when we look back on it in the future, though, people are going to be like, yeah, it was crazy. We were just in these swaths of kids and they and there was like a bell curve. And, you know, they, it was really good that a quarter of the class was failing because that's the good bell curve. And kids are going to be like, what? You know, and they're going to be like, yeah, and people used to get the shit beaten out of them. People were killing themselves. Ugh. You're it saying you're crazy. insinuating that things will get better and then we'll look back on this and feel like, feel no, like I that. Think, I think education, I think there's a lot of money being poured into psychology now. I think education is going to get vastly better. And you have a lot of people who want to who want to be teachers in college. They want to become teachers, but they don't want to be teachers. You know, you have a lot of people doing that. You know, Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of people in the education program for being a teacher, but not. Not oh, ending yeah. up doing that. Not yeah, that's true. That. I graduated with a lot of people that really never had any intention of being in the classroom full time. <laughs> They're probably all superintendents by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I could say all... that. We're an hour. They're all probably yeah. they all probably have PhDs from Missouri Baptist University, <laughs> and they're all assistant superintendents of XYZ. <laughs> At school districts that you don't even know anybody that even ever went there. Like, you've yeah, never right. heard of them. You're like, what? Old what? Yeah, I'm at old George I'm at the <laughs> I'm at the Hindenburg School <laughs> of McClickenglurk. <laughs> and we're working on the bird diggy. <laughs> yeah. People just make shit up. Oh, you should see some people's resumes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when it's like, you did what? Where? <laughs> right now, you describe any of those functions. Uh, I'm sorry, you have a you have a bullet point by itself that just says work ethic. <laughs> right. Let's talk about that. Talk no, about I'm that. not doing a role play. I'm really trying to fix your resume. <laughs> yeah. It's not connected to your education or your experience or any of your relevant certifications or even your objective. You just have a bullet point on the second page that says work ethic. Work ethic. <laughs> it's not even capitalized. I don't know. It was it the start of a sentence? <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, guys, I do resumes 50 bucks a piece. Slide in my DMs. You need me to clean up your dog shit resume. I'm, I'm, I'm your man. I do good work. I do a I uh I do a good I do a good resume. I need a list of things that I can get away with lying about. That's I need that list. Yeah, Microsoft Office. Um you can call it the Google Suite. Just tell them you do Adobe because I don't even think Adobe's a thing anymore. I think they killed it. So just tell them, oh, bro, you're, I'm all about Adobe Reader. <laughs> I'm super literate. I'm Adobe. super. I'm all about JavaScript. Dude, have you ever done a Control Alt Shift Delete hashtag? Yeah, I love that band. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about. Some people don't even believe in federal student loan forgiveness at all, right? Um, and my argument, at least in, in my contemporary case, is that uh, I have much less debt that's owned by the federal government, um, or really at all. That's the bulk of my debt is, you know, other than my mortgage. Um, but I have much less than the fifty grand that they were talking about forgiving. And Biden wants Congress to do that. He doesn't want to have to do it himself. He doesn't. He's saying he's not going to do any kind of executive action. And I don't really, I don't really like executive orders anyway. So I'm totally hip to that. Even if it means it takes longer. But my generation faced this unprecedented tuition inflation directly correlated to those federally guaranteed loans that we're now carrying around all the time. And this is a great way to stimulate the economy without asking any private institutions to take it on the chin. It's not all that we should do. I mean, Joe, you and me have been talking about this for years as we've been talking about your own education 
And I know the advice I gave you when you were 18 was, well, don't rush into anything and collect a bunch of debt that you don't want. Yeah. You said become an electrician, which I'm halfway there. I suggested a trade would be a good idea, like an electrician or a plumber or uh, something like that. Um, you said if you could go back and do it, you said. I would do. Yeah, I would have been an engineer probably because all my friends are engineers. They're all miserable, though. They're not happy. They're just uh, they have really nice khakis. I don't think capitalism is, a, is at all what they make it seem like it is in college or in high school, much less in high school. Well, those people don't fucking know. People that right. work at colleges, they don't know actually anything about the market <laughs> or the are the fucking. You're going to get out there and you're going to see some things. Bro, when you're in the field, brother, <laughs> you're going to. Ex- I don't know why they're all Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Brother, when you're out there and you're <laughs> reaching across the aisle for that ketchup. <laughs> You're going to notice that people are not like me. <laughs> I've never actually been in the private sector. Right. <laughs> kind of more almost Mr. T there, but anyway. I've been in the private sector. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, maybe I'll go full mohawk. I want to get one of those apocalypse mullets that like Miley Cyrus and all those people have now. Those are really cool. Like the Mad Max mullet where it looks like a total accident, but then it's kind of like, or maybe yeah. if you're into like D Antword and you know, you like that kind of like vibe. The big thing too right now is the, is the Viking mullet, which is like, it's all short in the front, but you have like these short little bangs and then you buzz the sides, and it, and you kind of look like you put some like eagle claws kind of scars in it. And then the back is like just ta- like you put like claw marks. Yeah, it kind of looks like you've been clawed by some mysterious uh, creature. And then you have like a long back, and it's it was a big thing on that show. Um, well, it's a big thing on the show Vikings, and it's a big thing on that. Other oh, show. the Viking mullet was big on the show Vikings. That was one of them. Can you do me a favor? Can you get that bucket of shit I told you to bring for me to talk to? Oh, yeah, Jimmy John's. Oh, that too. Speaking of bags of shit. Oh, my gosh, dude. I just nailed that description. Okay. Can you put your mask on while you go get my Jimmy John's because my wife is up there? No, don't go get my Jimmy John's. She'll get mad because she didn't say anything to me. I don't know if it's, I don't know where it is. I don't know where she is. No, the bag of shit was from last week when I told you that you were being as dynamic as a block of ice. The Jimmy John's can wait. I had two donuts. Once you have a seat, my God, it's like herding cats in a laundry basket. <laughs> yeah. So the Viking mullet, and this guy's got a nice braid. Sure, it's sort of like a must-have beard situation. I've been watching this guy on TikTok who shaved his beard and did like a whole photo shoot because he looks kind of like handsome and kind of like a Viking. With his beard, and then he shaves it, and he looks like a thumb with a wig. Like, it's bad. So, And that's what happened to my brother. My brother was a security guard at some place for a minute, and he had to be completely clean-shaven, and everybody hated it. Uh, It was not the move. He looks like a thumb. Oh, God. Joe, we were talking about, of course, forgiving student loan debt is not going to fix the student loan crisis. We need to, one, kind of restructure how we teach and prepare kids for the workforce in the world. They're not all supposed to go to a, a full-time university for four years. That's just not developmentally appropriate for all of anybody. To say any group of people should all do one thing is ridiculous. Yes. 
we don't tell kids all of their options. We only tell them the ones that we think are going to make them stick out as successful amongst their peers. We don't prepare people to be not as successful as other people, but successful in their own way. We, they, everybody has to stick to this very specific formula that's not even all that gratifying. All these people that are telling you to do this thing have never done it the way we had to do it. And then they also have never really experienced the consequences of, of trying to pursue those things that way. My parents never um, pursued higher education at the rate that, that afforded the kind of debt that mine did. I also got a really good deal on my education and did it really smart. And my parents put up a lot of cash also. So it's not a, it's not a perfect, it's not like I have 80 grand in student debt because I just loaned out everything for four years. That's not what happened. So, you know, I'm really lucky and I'm going to be fine either way. What if you just did it for two years? What? Loaned out everything. Asking for a friend. Oh, I have no idea. It all depends on how much everything is. I had a partial academic scholarship, so my formula was very specific. Because it wasn't a full scholarship, but it also, but I also was living at home. I wasn't living on campus, so I didn't have like these mass. I didn't have like a three thousand dollar meal plan every semester or anything. How specific do you want to go? We can go line by line. I'll do I'm, your taxes. You want to do taxes? No, you probably. A, are you, no, you're how old are you? I did my taxes. I'm going to bring in an itemized list. Yeah, so. bring me your. Yeah, bring me your tax return. And uh, all your all your documents, people. I also do taxes, taxes and resumes this season. <laughs> Dude, don't advertise. Fifty fifty. I don't think I can advertise doing people's taxes. No, I, no, I wouldn't do that. YouTube will get mad. I already got a strike on Twitch. I don't need the heat. They give you a strike for the Super Bowl for restreaming the Super Bowl. Yeah, they don't take very kindly to folks that they don't take too kindly. <laughs> so, what's the next step? What's the next step to people getting more dependent on the system? We're, we're learning who needs to be on site every day making things happen at their jobs. But we're going to have less jobs than we have people. That's going to happen. Jobs are becoming less and less necessary, certainly in this country. Uh, we've already seen it with manufacturing. You know what I mean? And it's going to happen. We're going to have more people than we have jobs, especially decent jobs. Right? We were talking about this off mic earlier. Somebody's got to do the dishes. And the system is set up right now so that somebody has to agree to do the dishes. Otherwise, they're going to literally fucking starve to death. Can we give the origin of that conversation? What was it? I said, I said, what if we just made it illegal to hire brown hands to do that sort of manual labor? Oh, because you were talking about... That was the quote <laughs> yeah. from... From a Twitter post. About... <laughs> About the tequila company. Yeah, so the thing... Okay, so Tim Dillon on his podcast was <laughs> saying that you know um, Kendall Jenner has her own tequila line and she's getting um, accused of exploiting the labor of brown hands for white profits, right? And, and, and uh, appropriating this tequila culture to her own brand without actually working in, in the tequila industry at all. Yeah. And so... We were talking about that, but we were also talking about that those things that people get so upset about are such a necessary part of our, our quality of life, which is not something I'm proud of or that I enjoy. But think about if everyone was really successful and really thriving, who would agree to deliver my Postmates order? Who would agree right. to go out in a blizzard at 8 p.m. to pick up a bunch of sushi and then drop it off at the wrong place anyway? 
college student. somebody who's adequately employed and has right. the work life balance that we that we all want um, does not agree to moonlight in a blizzard as a postmates driver. I tip those people handsomely, and there have been times where I wasn't able to get a postmates driver for a specific location at a specific time. But that's not the trend of the market. Yeah. I mean, with the prime Whole Foods thing now, I can get groceries from Whole Foods delivered to my house like same day. Like on my way home from work at a red light, I can order groceries and they'll be there in like two hours. You can save those lists. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could just reorder a list. I could even schedule it. I could say, bring me fucking peanut butter every Tuesday at 6 p.m. because that's when I need fresh peanut butter. Yeah. So... The economy obviously values having those options, but nobody's growing up saying, I want to be a, 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 a gig worker. I want to drive drunk people around for $5 tips, and I want to deliver groceries. Nobody's saying that. So we're, we're obviously participating in a system that's encouraging people to uh, perform a certain way and then kind of obligating um, those that are less successful to to do that kind of stuff. Where, where did we get off on that tangent? That's here. Oh, and we're also staying home a lot. We're merging with technology already. We're surrendering privacy for convenience. I do it all the time. I have Alexas and shit. My Alexa's going to go off any minute telling me to blow this candle out. If they forgive the student debt, a lot of us are going to choose to live simpler lives. A lot of us um, are going to choose to have a little less, owe a little less in exchange for less of a burden, less of the pressure. Oh, I have to make so much a year because I have all of this debt and I'm just spending my whole career climbing out of the hole so that I can eventually, you know, not have to work 80 hours a week when I'm 80 years old type of thing, right? We've talked about this a lot before. Yeah. Oh, man, it stresses me out. Um, we would, we, we've never all been earners, right? If you've grind your way up from nothing and bust your ass for what you have, I am so impressed by that. And me and my wife do our, do our part. I mean, we work, you know really hard and take on a lot of stress and we also have you know a lot of toys and a lot of uh privileges and luxuries because you, you know, have to um and that's not even necessarily what i'm saying but i'm not but i'm not saying that like it's not like i'm not participating right in that cycle but it's so normal this whole neighborhood is all families like us um well and the fact that you spend money especially you spend money in a way in local places just a lot of a lot of barbecue chicken nachos that's helping I hope so, but I've never felt independently confident enough to take on those risks to like start my own barbecue place or my own uh, bakery or my own. I saw a thing I really want to franchise. It's called um, Run Buddy. It's like a van with two treadmills in it that come and they make your dog exercise in the van. I can't wait to do it. It's on TikTok. <laughs> it's in Phoenix, Arizona right now, and I think they're selling oh, franchises. So Google it. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm so impressed by that level of hustle. I, I really <laughs> have, in therapy, have discovered that this is directly correlated to my self-esteem. As a child growing up, I just didn't feel like I was good enough to do something that I didn't immediately have a role model for. And I think that's, I think that's typical. If you've never seen anyone do something that made you go, oh, I want to do that. I want to have my life together. If you don't have that modeling at some point in your life, you're not going to have this clear vision of what you want to do when you become an adult. And that's what people really complain about young people, um, any generation really, but you hear about it a, a lot right now. We had Sam on the show and people complain about people his age that, you know, they just don't really have anything they want to go do. And I'm like, well, you guys don't fucking make it look fun. 
all all of us that are participating yeah. in the economy, um, it's not like we sit around saying, "Oh, I'm I'm so lucky to have my job. I'm so it's oh, I love what I do." Right? I mean, it's all it's all. Oh, I hate work. Trying to get out of going to work. Trying to pretend like I'm working when I'm not. It's not cool to be successful or driven, or uh, especially if you're really enthusiastic. And specific about what you're into, people think you're crazy. People think you're going to wear them like a coat. Dude, that's totally true. Oh my god! When somebody if somebody likes you something, didn't know, I hate it. Like think about <laughs> Mission Impossible Three, where they're at the party in the beginning, and his cover is that he works with traffic systems or something. And so his whole thing is, oh, traffic has a memory, and it's like a puddle, and it's rippling, and everyone's like, yeah, he's so interesting. I'm like, that guy's a fucking serial killer. Thanks for plugging in your phone. It's it's charging up now, girl. It's gonna be hot and ready. I was off the grid for so long. My Jimmy John's better be cut in half. Did you know that that shark fucker is no longer affiliated? Uh, the sh the shark? What? The the guy? Okay, oh, the guy who he had posed a naked with the shark. My wife calls him the shark fucker. What? Apparently, he doesn't own any uh, any stake in the company anymore. Well, maybe you should return your sandwiches. <laughs> well, no, we already ordered him. We started eating there again because we found out he was excommunicated. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't? Okay, that's yeah, cool. We were protesting. You know that with my dollar. I've never been to this Chick-fil-A over here. I wouldn't want to go to that Chick-fil-A. It just looks so stressful every time, and it looks like you were in line with all the wrong people. Well, that's weird for you to say. You know, just a lot of white vans, if you know what I mean. No, white, I don't. White Chrysler vans. That's very specific. Yeah. Do they still make Chryslers? Uh, what? They, Google it. They make Chryslers. My, my buddy but like I was Chrysler. saying, I've never felt confident enough to take on those risks to do something crazy like start my own business, and I admire that capacity in a person. And I want you as that person to have the same level of support in whatever way you need, professionally or financially, as would be the equivalent to my opportunity to have up to $50,000 of my federally owned student loan debt forgiven. I want... It to be just for everybody. I'm not necessarily saying write everybody a check for $50,000. But I'm okay with it being a multi-tiered plan to address different types of families' needs differently. But there's a huge portion of us, millions of us. We owe $9 trillion in student loan debt just to the federal government. Is that correct? Yes. Something like that. And privilege is so hard to talk about because the conversation immediately raises people's anxiety even if it's not targeted at those people, right? Because you're always going to start to feel like, well, am I, are they trying to make me feel like I should feel bad? Because I work really hard, and I don't want to be told that I should feel guilty for being who I am. That's people's natural response a lot of the time. It's uh, $1.7 trillion. One, Oh, it's only $1.7? Oh, yeah, wipe that out. $9 trillion is a lot. Nine would be crazy. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry that I can't discern the difference between trillions. Well, I have, a, I have a comment about the privilege thing. My buddy, his father taught him how to be a carpenter, and he's, he's the first boy uh, below two women. And he didn't give... Two sisters? Yeah, two older sisters. And he didn't teach them anything. And I think that brings us back to, like, in the medieval times, every, every, a father usually had a trade. And you would give your kids that trade. And, and like in that movie, The Phantom Thread, he admires his mother so much... Daniel Day Lewis's character does because he said she and he says she gave me my trade, and 
that is such an important part of society that we've kind of lost because we have a lot of these jobs that are kind of meaningless and they're really high paying jobs and you can't really give, you can give it to them in certain ways, but a lot of people don't prioritize it. And it's really important no, for a parent like to have a trade. No, but like you're saying, if you're a... And his sisters are constantly angry at him because he ended up getting this thing that like he didn't realize was so worth so much money and he get and he makes a lot of money on it, you know. But you're saying like if you're um if you're a sales rep for Geico, you're not necessarily going to hand that role down to your children. Right. And that used to be a really important part of society. Was the mentorship process and the and the passing down of of trades or businesses. Well, kids just generally had a trade if they needed it. Generally, they usually had something. Is that true? I'm just ma- I'm making it up, but you know I'm about what? To say, it feels I think we've true. always had people that don't know how to do anything. That is, but they were the ones that didn't, you know. Well, they also used to go work at factories. Yeah, yeah. But I just think that's really that was just a really interesting conversation because they were so they were like he had all this time to give this to us and he didn't, you know. Who? Uh, their father, my my friend who had the trade. Oh, the oh, the, yeah, you know, um, that's an obvious bias from an outside party. I don't know anything yeah. about those that family or their thing. It doesn't thing. take much, yeah. But, yeah. Their son. <laughs> you know. And that stuff's hard to talk about because people feel attacked. People feel like, well, the girls didn't express interest. So why, I mean, you right, know, but it's right. also, like, to me it reads as um, – I would be suspicious that were the same opportunities offered. And that's none of my business, how people raise their kids. Have we ever talked about my friend Wendell? No. Maybe that's a next week thing. Guys, next week, I'm expecting to have our first musical guest on uh, Jacob V Weekly. I'm expecting new content, uh, new material. And uh, we have a guest next week that I'm very, very excited about. And we may have more than one, but I'm trying to build out a little bit. I'm trying not to. Sometimes we have these 45-minute episodes, and sometimes we go like an hour. And it's kind of a um, few and far between. So let's call it for the week. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, we have a new Instagram page for the show. Not all of you are on there yet at Jacob V Weekly. It's now on our overlay on our live stream. You can follow us on all of those platforms there. You can also find our original music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and so forth. Keep it up, guys, and come back next week for a very exciting episode of Jacob V Weekly. Thanks so much. <laughs>